Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you out there, people in podcast land? I hope you are all keeping safe and well, wherever you are. Yeah, it's been quite a busy week in the piping scene, and we've got quite a lot to get through. Plus, we have quite an interesting interview to bring you this week on the podcast, yes, from Isla Stout. Yeah, and you'll find out all about that later. But uh, first of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show, then... Uh, where have you been? But uh, yeah, we've been doing this for the longest time now. Over 200 plus episodes, so we have a huge back catalogue for you to go and check out. But uh, yeah, we are that bagpiping show. The show for the bagpiping folk. If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and everything else in between. And each and every week, we do like to plug it, as we do every week. Of course, like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. And our Patreon folks actually have been really enjoying a lot of extra content over there this last while. And... um Yeah, you Patreon guys, you know what's up, you know what the crack is back there. There's been tons of extra content loaded on there to Patreon this last while. So, yeah, shout out to our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome! Yeah, helping support the show with clicks of support. And, uh, yeah, you get your mitts on tons of extra stuff because of it. So, yeah, if you would like to, you can. You can go over there to Patreon, help support the show. But it's not compulsory, I have to say that. Uh, so, yeah, each and every week we will continue to blaze out the podcast as always. And But, uh, yeah, if you do want that little bit extra, then go on to Patreon because that's where it's at. There's loads over there. Alrighty. Now, with each and every Big Rab Show podcast, we normally like to kick things off with listener mail. And this week is no different. Now, we have got a range of emails, I should say, this week, including some weekly drone submissions, and we'll kind of, we're going to feed those out over the next few weeks. So, yeah, we've got some weekly drones for you coming in, and they're quite entertaining, I have to say. <laughs> some of them, uh, I was reading the weekly drones, are... I get the the opinion that someone's sitting with like a half empty bottle of whiskey or something, and they're sitting typing into Weekly Drone on our website. That you know, that's the kind of feeling I'm getting from our Weekly Drones we've got. So um, yeah, they'll be very entertaining. I'm looking forward to those actually in the next few weeks. Uh, we've got one for you this week, of course, which is a real clinker. Uh, but we'll get to that. But yes, our listener mail this week. We have got a number of questions, really. Well, number one, asking about the situation here in Northern Ireland at the moment, uh, with all the rioting and the craziness. Uh, basically, folks just asking if we're okay. And, yeah, it, it, it's... I don't know. It's kind of a weird normal here for Northern Ireland. You know, we're, we're kind of used to things sucking. <laughs> just being rubbish. And uh, whenever it comes to rioting and, you know, public unrest, it's kind of we're kind of used to it you know and i i don't know as horrible as that might seem to say on a podcast but it's true um you know you kind of just roll your eyes and say, 
idiots are rioting again. You know, whatever the reason, whatever the politics and all that nonsense, it doesn't matter. Rioting's rioting. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of negative and it's just a bit rubbish. But, uh, yeah, we're all keeping safe and well. We're well enough away from all the bother and stuff. So, yeah, we're all keeping fine. So thank you to everyone who sent in messages asking if we're okay because you're obviously seeing the news reports around the world and people are concerned. But, um. Yeah, it's a very weird kind of normal for here, for Northern Ireland. It's the country it's in, and I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but uh, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We're a piping show. We're not a politics show, so we're not going to get into all of that. But thank you, everyone, for all your messages. It's been great. Also, this past week, we had the news on the 9th of March. Of course, everyone's known I'm going to talk about uh, the passing of His Royal Highness the Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, he sadly passed away aged 99. And our, our media here in the UK has just been awash of tributes and stories and memories all talking about Prince Philip. And, uh, yeah, ourselves in the Big Rab Show obviously have been doing what we can to keep up with the news and updates and things. Uh, but there hasn't been much from a piping perspective uh, in relation to this story. So, yeah, you may well think that there is a lack of coverage on possibly the biggest news story to hit the UK this past week. Um, but that's because there's nothing really of a piping kind of slant to it so suppose at this point in the show we do want to mark a lot of the emails that come in were messages of sympathy and everything you know in support of majesty the queen and everything and the royal family uh for missing such a huge figure and he is one of the you know longest serving public figures i think the uk has seen in generations i think he's was 70 years in the role you know and quite a difficult role for that matter as well you know, being the main support to the monarch. So really, yeah, it has had a huge impact in the UK. I'm not going to joke about it. It it is quite, yeah, for a lot of people, it can be really quite heart-wrenching. But really going to miss him. And in that respect, uh, yeah, ourselves on the Big Rab Show all obviously want to offer our condolences and support to anyone who is feeling so aggrieved at the moment at the loss and... uh, yeah, we do apologise if you do think that we're not going to be talking much about it on this week's show. There was uh, emails come in to us and ask, will we be doing you know some coverage on it and all the rest? And, well, yes, we're going to give a mention here at the start of the pod, but that's pretty much it for the show, unfortunately. We have seen messages of um, you know condolences and support from our various associations. All the various branches around the UK have all uh, sent out messages of support to the royal family and everything. And that's been really heartwarming, I suppose, as well. To see that the piping movement has sent on its messages of condolences and support in that to the monarchy and the the royal family in general. It's just, yeah, it's it's heartwarming. The the funeral is this upcoming weekend, and um, we do expect it to be quite an odd affair. As far as I understand, it's not going to be like a huge. Uh, pomp and ceremony kind of funeral because apparently uh, Prince Philip didn't want that. They wanted a more low-key kind of thing. Um, So that was one thing. But obviously COVID-19 is another thing and we can't actually physically gather in the huge crowds. So it's been a little bit odd. The grieving here in the UK, we are still currently in a period of national mourning, but we can't actually gather at Buckingham Palace and, you know, lay flowers and things like that. Like we would normally see and tragic times as this so it's been a little odd it's been very strange so as to how the funeral and that will unfold over the weekend 
I'm not sure. Uh, but as far as ourselves goes in the Big Rab Show, we're not aware of any actual bagpiping or pipers being involved in the event up and well, we have no, no, no notice of that yet. Uh, but if we do hear anything that is connected from the piping world to, yeah, what this terrible news story, then of course we will be reporting that and possibly on next week's podcast. So there you go. So yes, again, I do want to mention it. Uh, sincerest condolences to all of the monarchy, the royal family. I'm sure none of them listen to this podcast, but to anyone out there who has connections with the royal family and uh, do find themselves, you know, severely missing such a severe loss to the family. Uh, yeah, we do offer our condolences. Okay, all right. Moving on. So I do think that kind of covers the majority of our emails. We have got a few emails in as well. Uh, again, all of these emails, by the way, all came from folks who don't want their name mentioned. All of these emails came from people who want to remain anonymous. Uh, so fair enough. Like I said, we're just summarizing your emails here rather than reading them or not giving your names. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, some people are actually asking, now that uh, the lockdown is starting to ease here in the UK, will we start to see bands being able to gather up again and practice soon? Well, that's been talked about at the moment, especially in Scotland and in mainland UK. Not so much here in Northern Ireland, however. Uh, but yeah, definitely over in UK, we are starting to see you know the likes of football clubs, uh, rugby clubs, you know, people who can play sports outdoors. They can gather for training again, and uh, there is an argument now for musicians to be able to practice together outdoors. Uh, so. We'll see how that pans out. We do remember whenever the news dropped that it was possible, you know, for musicians here, especially in Northern Ireland, to practice together outdoors with all of the appropriate public safety, you know, measures in place to keep everyone safe and happy. Uh, well, yeah, as soon as that story drops again, then we will be all over it and we will let you guys know that you can head back to your band halls and have a few tunes outdoors. So, yeah, we will keep tabs on that. So, yeah, we have got a number of questions asking, can we go and practice yet? The answer is still no, but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. You never know. Alrighty, so that takes care of our listener mail for this past week. So thank you everyone for your emails. And again, we totally respect your anonymity. And we will not read your names if you don't want them. And if you don't want your name read out, then please make sure you put it on the tail end of your email so I don't read it out on the podcast. There you go. So our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com is the address. Send us in your emails, your commentary, your questions and suggestions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, get them into us. We love hearing from you. All right. Now, uh, each and every week on the podcast, we do have a feature that you guys really seem to love, actually. This has went down a storm and we've got a lot of suggestions this last while for... Words of the week. And, uh, yeah, I reckon it's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Fear. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is fear. Fear. Now, believe it or not, it's not what you may think. The fear that we're referring to is, well, it's about a bunch of things, I suppose. But mostly what we've noticed, especially in our inbox, is the fear of speaking out. 
The number of people that are contacting our show anonymously this last while has had a significant increase. It used to be that we used to be able to read out everyone's name, where they came from, give them a shout out on the show and stuff, and that was all cool. But this last while, we've noticed a very distinct fear from people in the piping scene not wanting to speak out. And if they had their name connected to anything in any way, the fear of reprisal seems to be very real. And that's not just for piping fans, it's for people actually involved in the scene as well. So I'm not going to out anybody, don't worry, I'm not reading any names. But I'm just saying, I don't know what has changed in recent you know, months or weeks, but there seems to be a genuine fear with actually speaking at the moment about the piping scene, the piping world, about any of it. So it's, yeah... We're noticing it. We're starting to notice it. And there is a real genuine fear as to why that exists. We've no idea. Ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we are not in the business of uh, being out to get people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're not out to get you. You shouldn't be afraid of us. But um, I think it's not... You shouldn't be afraid of us, but a lot of people are afraid of... You know, saying something stupid on the air and then, you know, being ridiculed for it or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Fear seems to be a real thing. But there is also a bit of a genuine fear at the moment for people returning to normal here in the UK. Like I said, with lockdowns easing and such, and the the genuine possibility of bands actually being able to practice again... That is a very real possibility. In the next, you know, the next couple of months, who knows, we may well be able to practice together again outdoors. And as that is a realistic prospect, there is a genuine fear amongst people that are we running back to band practice too soon? You know, are we throwing ourselves into social situations, you know, too eagerly, you know, without actually being overly cautious and making sure that we're safe and we're well. You know, this pandemic thing, you know, as horrible as it is, the reason why we're doing all this social distancing nonsense is for a very good reason. We're keeping ourselves safe and well. And the pandemic is real. This COVID thing has killed people. That isn't a joke. And, uh, yeah, there is a genuine fear out there for a lot of folks who may not be running back to band halls just as quickly as some might expect. So there is a genuine fear out there for... Well, number one, for your own safety, but for public safety as well. So, yeah, as much as we're looking to get back into the circle and get back to our piping scene as what we know and love, there is a genuine fear out there for folks who don't want to go rushing back to a concert hall or a competition field or a band hall for that matter, you know? So, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Our word of the week this week is fear. Alrighty. Moving on. Now, this is possibly one of my favourite parts of the show, and I'm glad to be able to bring you Weekly Drone this week, and I'll probably have a few for you rolling forward for the next few weeks. Yes, Weekly Drone, it's back, baby! And, yeah, we've got a real good one for you this week to kick things off. So, Aaron, I reckon it's time for Weekly Drone, mate. The Weekly Drone. Love and Competitions Hey there Big Rab Show and team Just want to pop in and say that I love the show 
The subtle tones from the truly magnificent Aaron on the weekly drone is just what we all need to keep us going through the year. The energy and excitement from the handsome big guy himself also gives us just the lift we need to keep us in the pipe band money pit we know and love. And to continue on performing at events that bring us all together to drink that magic fluid, whiskey. In fact, the boys from Chanterant are still aspiring to the greatness of the not-so-premier podcast The Big Rab Show. Although they do manage to get some excellent guests, such as the beautiful Aussie Broad, with her calming voice and sensational memory, Uncle Chop, with all the Snapchats of his truck, and that tall ginger godly specimen, Honey Bourbon who has that true Aussie accent we all love. Boy, do I love that guy. I could listen to those Aussies all day. And we can't forget about Fast Eddie and the ongoing relationship with MLK. I'm sure there is bound to be a TV show about that. But we best talk something to do with pipe bands now. Why is it that pipe bands from the lands down under, Australia and New Zealand, always seem to travel the 24 plus hours and spend approximately 85,000 euros or 150,000 Australian dollars to get over to Europe every year for major competitions, to compete against the top bands? But you rarely hear about bands travelling down to the Australian or New Zealand national championships or even to the USA and Canada. We know SFU are a top grade one band and frequently travel to Europe to compete. So why don't we see bands such as Field Marshal Montgomery, People's Ford Bog Hall and Bathgate Caledonia, Inverarian District or Scottish Power travel abroad? Even the Grade 2 bands don't seem to travel. I get that this past year, Covid made it pretty impossible to even play at local competitions. But that doesn't explain why in previous years, bands from the US and the UK seem to avoid the lands down under. Are bands really that scared of Australia's wildlife? Or afraid to challenge New Zealand's world-class pipe bands? Given how grim things are looking in the UK, does this open the door for more discussion about the worlds now being held in different countries where competitions are allowed to happen? You want world-class venues? The tourism options in New Zealand and Australia are second to none. I mean, even if we can't host the Worlds, there are already world-class competitions happening. The New Zealand Championships are held in a different city every year and attract a huge range of bands from Australia and Southeast Asia and the coverage from the event was said to have been on par with the BBC's coverage from the Worlds. 
and the next Aussie National Championships has been rescheduled for the first week in October 2022. And from what I hear, those Aussies know how to party. And we all know that the bands down under have been back practising and competing for a fair while now, given how lucky they have been to dodge the worst of the pandemic. So are any of the world's top bands ready to challenge the best bands from down under? It would be brilliant to see some of the top bands travel across the world and show the convicts how the highest level of pipe bands operate and sound in person. Potentially creating more interest and raising the standard across the world. There are competition options down there. So why not see the world whilst competing. In closing, we all love you, Aaron. Big Rab, the Chanterant Boys, even the Up to the Line podcast team. You are all the reason why band members are still going after this little inconvenience of a pandemic. Hashtag one of the six. P.S. Aaron. You have the most mesmerising voice. I look forward to the day we meet and listen to you gently caress the skins of that bass drum. It would be a dream come true. The Weekly Drone <laughs> A dream come true. I love the way his voice went down at the end there. That was class. A lot of love for our Aaron on Weekly Drone this week, and rightly so. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron, you're awesome. And yeah, a lot of love actually there for the Chanterant podcast as well. So I'm guessing it was a Chanterant fan who sent that in, uh, because that's their hashtag. Hashtag one of the six. Um, so... Yeah, shout out to the Chandran Pod, actually. They have been knocking it out of the park this last while. A lot of great episodes with some great guests. Uh, we've actually pinched one of their guests this week for this week's pod. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, they have a real band of merry men over there with a lot of their characters, like you heard, Aussie Broad, of course, Uncle Chop. You know, they have like yeah, it's just brilliant to be able to catch up with that podcast every week. So yeah, if you haven't checked out Chandran, do so, but do so at your own risk. Listener discretion is advised. Um, not for the faint-hearted, but definitely worth a laugh. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, so yes, thank you, Weekly Droner. Uh, but yeah, some very interesting thoughts there, and ones that we've actually brought to the podcast ages ago. We did speak about this when talking about piping internationally, and there was an argument for a period of time about actually bringing the World Championships to another venue other than Glasgow. And we did speak about that the, the world just kind of became ingrained in where it is now in Glasgow with the Pipe and Live Festival, we have the National Piping Centre there. Glasgow just is the home of Highland Bagpiping and it just seems to be a perfect fit. Plus the level of investment put in by the local council, of course, uh, makes it difficult for the worlds to be placed anywhere else because financially it makes financial sense, I suppose, to run such a huge event in Glasgow. But for that matter, we have argued ourselves in the Big Rab Show that it should become a more international event and that it should potentially travel. You know, even if it is only like, I don't know, like the World Cup in soccer and like every four years it goes somewhere different. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it has been talked about now since since I started in piping and drumming 
that the world's always ha- seems to be in one place and why it doesn't move around, especially out of the UK. Now, you did mention there as well, something was really quite interesting. We may well follow up on this as a possible topic of the week. Um, But you did mention the piping scene in Australia and New Zealand. And why aren't bands from the UK scene actually travelling to these venues to compete against the best in Australia and the best in New Zealand? That's a very good question. Why don't we see the likes of FM going to the New Zealand Nationals, for example? Or like like Boghall at the Aussie Nationals? Very good question. Possibly the number one reason I would say for these bands not to travel to such far-flung fields is money. But you raised the question right at the beginning of your weekly drone, saying... Well, Aussie bands spend all that money, you know? Well, nearly about 200-odd thousand quid every trip, and they do it every year in some cases. And we do know that even, you know, the likes of the American bands, Canadian bands, you know, you guys travel in at such huge expense in some cases. And, you know, that's a massive investment of time, money, and effort all to lift that trophy at the world's. Whereas bands here in the UK just fall out of bed and, you know, jump on a bus for five minutes and, hey, you're in Glasgow Green. So, yeah, there is that argument. Why aren't bands travelling internationally to compete at various different games? That's a very good question. And one of which I'm sure we may well ask some future pipe majors on another big rab show to actually talk about this. That's quite an interesting uh, topic there, Weekly Droner, so thank you for raising that. If anybody out there has any thoughts on this topic, however, please do email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Why don't we see Inverary competing at the Australian Nationals every year? Or whenever it's... It's not every year, is it? But, yeah, like we said, the Aussie Nationals are rescheduled for next year. And, uh, well, no, it's October. Yeah, it's October next year. So I'm really looking forward to that, actually. And like you said, some of the coverage that you get does rival that of the BBC and the level of talent as well. Some of the bands in Australia and New Zealand as well. Just ridiculous. So, yeah, it would be very interesting to actually throw into the mix a few UK bands in there. Just to see how they would actually manage the challenge of travelling such a long distance and piping in a new climate. You know, and dealing with those elements. That would be an interesting show for sure. Yeah, so... With that in mind, that's a possible topic of the week right there. We will explore that in more detail. Some very interesting thoughts there from our weekly droner. And a shout-out to the Channel Ram Pod. And, of course, a shout-out to our yeah, our voiceover guy for the weekly drone, Aaron McElwain, of course, of Klaus Kelt. And, yeah, I can't wait to see him on the bass drum either, to be fair. <laughs> I can't wait to see him back on the bass drum. It's been too long. It's been too long, but there's a lot of love out there for Aaron. So thank you, Aaron, for our weekly drone this week and for our weekly droner for sending it in. That is the best way to contact us, by the way. If you do want to do it anonymously, that's the best way to do it. Go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you do it. It's completely anonymous. And, uh, yeah, there's no names, there's no identifying factors, there's no email addresses, there's nothing. And, uh, yeah, you can submit your story absolutely warts and all. And uh, depending on the content, if there's any swearing or, you know, name calling or anything like that, then, yeah, we might edit it. But, uh, yeah, we will present your story warts and all here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Do you ever feel frustrated or stuck with your piping? Despite your huge investment of time, energy, money and passion, you thought you'd be further along by now. 
but you're struggling. Month after month, year after year to progress. Every piper deserves the feeling of true creative freedom every time they pick up their pipes. So why hasn't this happened for you? Why are you still stuck? At the Piper's Dojo, they've developed a step-by-step methodology called the Bagpipe Freedom Process that's proven to offer real solutions to get unstuck with your piping. For Big Rab Show listeners who'd like to try this process, we'd like to offer the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint online course 100% free. The course is catered to your own individual strengths and weaknesses and offers a clear game plan to break free from bagpipe captivity. Whether your instrument just won't cooperate with you or your fingers are holding you back, clear-cut solutions lie ahead. To enroll in the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint for free, simply visit dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab or thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo today. Yes, don't forget to check out that special offer, by the way. It's on thebigrabshow.com right now, and go and avail of it. We do know a lot of people actually following last week's podcast that signed up to it and are already really enjoying the content over there. So go and take advantage of it now. It's completely free. And, yeah, again, shout out to the guys at Piper's Dojo to be able to offer that to you for nothing. It's just, Yeah, it's fantastic. So go and take advantage of it while it's there. So thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. Get signed up. It's totally for nothing. And it's, yeah, absolutely tailor-made as well. So if there's a particular area of your plan that you just can't get, yeah, go and get signed up. All right. Let's get into some piping news. If you've lasted to this long in the podcast already, then you're going, Rap, what's going on in the piping world, sir? Come on. This word of the week and weekly drone nonsense. Come on. What's been going on? All right. Well, straight out the door, I want to wish a very happy 30th birthday to pipe major Emmett Conway. Happy birthday! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Emmett Conway, or sorry, sorry, pipe major Emmett Conway turned 30 this past week yeah so i just wanted to wish him a very happy birthday if he does listen to the show in fact i know he does every now and again so i hope he catches this week's episode so yeah very happy birthday to you Emmett. hope you had the best birthday possible even though it was kind of in lockdown and all that nonsense and uh yeah that's never fun but yeah we hope you had the best 30th birthday you're getting old now mate there goes your 20s they're gone (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to the next news story before I get angry emails from folks. 30's not old. No, it isn't old. Uh, I wanted to mention, actually, shout out to last week's podcast and thank you to the guys from the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast who joined us on last week's pod. Stephen and Stu, the video of their interview now is actually on our YouTube channel, so you can go and watch it back and you can see the guys squirming as they're trying to figure out whether they love Marvel Marvel or DC more. That's quite entertaining. So go and have a watch at the video. It's up there now on the Rap Show YouTube channel. It's well worth a watch, for sure. Also, I have to give a mention uh, to Drums and Roses. Did you guys catch this? Oh, my word. As part of the New York City Tartan Week this past week, the guys at Drums and Roses were performing online. Well, it was a pre-recorded performance that was presented live, I suppose. So it wasn't technically live, but it was kind of pre-recorded, but it was absolutely outstanding. The guys at Drums and Roses absolutely knocked it out of the park. I've watched it a few times now. (laughs) It's absolutely outstanding. And it was great to be able to see the guys 
back on stage again and playing together. It was simply brilliant. And uh, yeah, I honestly, as soon as they struck in with that first note, I honestly had a little bit of a lump in my throat going, oh man, listen to that. I haven't heard pipes in such a long time. So good. So good. So shout out to Drums and Roses and uh, yeah, their amazing performance at the New York City Tartan Week. And you can go and actually watch it back now. It's on the Drums and Roses Facebook page. They have the video uploaded there. Well worth a watch if you missed it. And they also announced quite an exciting sponsorship deal now with Wallace Bagpipes as well. So yeah, shout out to Wallace for sponsoring the guys at Drums and Roses. That's quite an interesting partnership there. I'm sure that will help the guys a great deal. Uh, so yeah Wallace Bagpipes now sponsoring Drums and Roses and we do hope to see more from the guys at Drums and Roses in the near future we are expecting some gig announcements hopefully soon uh, but honestly I, like I meant it I did have a lump in my throat watching these guys thinking oh my god it's brilliant to see them back it was so good to see them back so yeah go and check that out the guys at Drums and Roses were on their Facebook page performing and it was just yeah simply brilliant so so good Alright, now I did mention this last week and I've actually been uh, messaged a few times on social media about this asking for further details and that is of course the upcoming concert this weekend by Scarivore. Yeah, Scarivore, well it's not this weekend actually, it's next, it's the 26th. Ah, Jakers, what's wrong with me? Yeah, well, it's available up until the 26th, I should say. This is Scary Vore's upcoming concert on Saturday the 24th called On Board. Now, Tickets are available not through Scaryvore's website. A lot of people have went to the website and can't find it. Well, yes, because it's not there. Their tickets are available through Eventbrite. So eventbrite.co.uk, search for Scaryvore, and you'll find it. There are events happening Saturday 24th at 7pm here in the UK. And, uh, yeah, you're going to want to tune into this because, yeah, we haven't seen the guys in Scaryvore on stage together in quite a while and this is kind of a special performance because they're also going to be releasing a brand new ep of the same title called on board as well so if you're a fan of scary vor at all and all those guys well, come on let's face it, if you're a piping fan you're a scary vor fan those guys are going to be on stage saturday 24th of april <sighs> I'm so stupidly excited for this. So go to scaryvore.com forward slash on board for more information, of course, what to expect. Uh, but yeah, your tickets and all that are yeah, available through the Eventbrite website. Indeed. Okay, now I did speak last week actually about, was the week before, about the Lorient Festival in Brittany and France. Yeah, we did make a huge announcement saying that the Lorient Festival was going ahead. And we were... Expecting big things from this. We did hear that a lot of the invitational solo performances and solo competitions and stuff, that is still going ahead. Uh, But there's been a little announcement recently saying that the Lorient Festival this year will not include pipe bands or even any dancers for that matter. Now this is really quite shocking because we were really looking forward to this. We did think one of the biggest draws of the Lorient Festival actually is their Grand Parade, which they have as part of the festival. I think it's on Sunday, 
on Saturday, I can't remember, but it's packed full of all sorts of incredible Bagot bands and also some representatives from the UK and abroad. Now, this year at the Lorient Festival, we were expecting Methyl and District Pipe Band, Strathallan Pipe Band were to be there as well, and we were also expecting the Prince Charles Pipe Band from San Francisco, they were due to attend as well. So this announcement does come as a bit of a bitter blow. I do know that those bands were really looking forward to going to Lorient this year, and uh, yeah, I know as a piping fan, I was I couldn't wait to see them in action. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's been called off due to restrictions and stuff in France. There's even a curfew at the moment in France from 7 p.m. until 6 a.m. No one is allowed out of doors, which is a little bit crazy, especially when you're trying to run a music festival and you have to lock up doors at 7 p.m. That's going to be a little bit rubbish, but... Uh, yeah, so shout out to the Lorient Festival. Quite a sad announcement, I suppose, to have to announce this because it's a large part of it. And, you know, having pipe bands and dancers and all of that involved in your festival obviously does draw its own audience and its own fan base, like ourselves in the Big Rap Show. But I have to say that the solo events, especially the invitationals, are still going ahead as well. As for any uh, details on whether they'll be live streamed or anything like that, no idea. I don't think I don't think they've actually been covered in the past. I don't think there has been any live streaming of events from Lorient. So who knows? They may well be plans in the future. I have seen a lot of live coverage from the Grand Parade, of course, but none from the solo events. But that may well change now with the pandemic and everything. So, hey, we'll have to wait and see. But as more news unfolds, of course, from the Lorient Festival, we will let you guys know. And uh, but yeah, but just wanted to let you know, let you know that there's no Grand Parade this year, and Methyl, Strathallan, and Prince Charles won't be going this year. Uh, but I have to say that their invitations to attend in 2021 have been extended to next year. So we do hope to see those three bands in action in Lorient next year in 2022. All being well. So there you are. Good luck to those guys. If anything, with Lorient Festival, it's a festival I would always really want to go to. I've heard so much about it. There's so many folks actually going there and, you know, being part of the festival. It sounds very exciting, uh, but I've never been. And because, I think it's mostly because it runs normally the same weekend as World's Week. And World's Weekend. So, obviously, for myself, the Worlds would take priority and I always end up missing Lorient. But... Hey, there may well become a year where the two don't align and I can actually get to it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the year I do. Okay, moving on from Laurent. I have to give a mention this week to the Piping Centre. Now, we did actually have these guys on the show not too long ago talking about a brand new HND qualification in bagpiping or a higher national diploma. We had Finley McDonald, of course, he was on the show talking all about this new uh, qualification and everything. We also had one of the tutors as well. Uh, the name escapes me, unfortunately. But we did have them on a previous episode of the Big Rap Show podcast talking all about this HND and how exciting it was. Well, they now have officially launched it on their website. You can now go see all the details of what's involved in the course, how you can get signed up and everything and they expect everything to start the 6th of september 2021 with the first intake of hnd students so if you are interested in signing up for this well number one you can go and listen back to that previous podcast or you can go to the piping where they do have full information on the course itself 
And they talk all about you know the content. What will I learn? How will I be assessed? Uh, do I have to live in Glasgow? Is there any halls of residence where I can like crash and stuff? <laughs> Uh, you know, what will I get at the end of it? What can I go on to do as a result of being an HND, having, a, having an HND qualification under my belt? Um, how much will it cost? All this kind of stuff, all the frequently asked questions, all up on the website now, along with a big button at the bottom of the page where you can apply online. So there you are. So if you are interested in getting an HND in piping, then go and check it out. It's available now, thepipingcentre.co.uk. It's quite an interesting new qualification that hasn't been available before. So definitely, if you have the opportunity, go and avail of it now. Get your application in and avoid disappointment. There you are. So just wanted to give it a very big shameless plug. The HND Music and Piping, that's available now. Go and get signed up. Okay, now I have to give a huge mention this this week to Stuart Sampson. Now, you guys who know Stuart Sampson, of course, he's an incredible piper of note and composer as well. He has finally responded to the hundreds of requests from around the piping scene to actually put together a book <laughs> called The Park Grove Collection, and he's put it as an actual hard copy yeah, dots on the page, book that you can purchase. Now, th- this, honestly, whoo, I have to say, I, I know this is going to fly off the shelves. Apparently, there's only been 500 copies of this actually produced. They're priced at 20 quid per book, plus postage, of course, and there's 56 tunes in this in total. Now, obviously, we're going to have to get chatting to Stuart about this book. I do want to find out more all about it. Um, Obviously, he's been very proud uh, putting this book together. I have to quote from him here, actually. He said, I have had many requests asking whether a physical book was in the pipeline. And although it was not his original intention to produce one, he's now gone down the line and ordered about 500 of them in hard copy. So he says he's very pleased with the results and would say that it's something of a revelation for him at the time because of the high percentage of musicians who seem to prefer a physical book. And yeah, at the time, we do know that Stuart actually released a lot of his tunes through his website. It was all online and stuff, and you can like download copies of it. But there's nothing beats having an actual physical copy in your hand. So I have to give him a shout for that, yeah. So yeah, good luck with this. I do wish you the best. It's an, honestly, it's a cracking collection of tunes, and we will hopefully get chatting to Stuart all about this new collection, the Park Grove Collection. And uh, yeah, very exciting. So for more information, of course, go to Stuart Samson Music, of course, on social media. Go and check out all the details. Very, very interesting collection. And yeah, you will go and purchase a copy and you will not regret it. I can tell you that for now. <laughs> all right, moving on. There's another little uh, news story. Well, it isn't really news, but a little bit of a shameless plug, I suppose. Myself, Rab, I will be... Uh, featuring in an upcoming episode of Tartan Tunes. Uh, Yeah, all sorts of awkward. I'm going to be interviewed this time instead of actually being the interviewee, which which will be odd for me, and it will certainly put me out of my comfort zone. Uh, But yeah, if you ever want to know any of my piping and drumming history, I suppose, and all of that, uh, yeah, (laughs) you can... Tune in to Tartan Tunes this weekend. Uh, it'll be on Sunday at 8pm here in the UK. It'll be broadcast live on their Facebook page, their Twitter, and also their YouTube page as well. So absolutely everywhere. Just search for Tartan Tunes on Sunday 
Uh, yeah, you can watch me squirm in front of a webcam getting interviewed. Um, yeah, I'm all sorts of kind of nervous about it. Like I said, it is really out of my comfort zone. Uh, but looking forward to it at the same time because they're going to be talking about some of my playing history and such. And you will actually see some videos of me back in the day smacking on a snare drum and trying not to lose my place in the in the reel and all that. So, yeah entertaining stuff so go and have a look at that that's on sunday tartan tunes 8 p.m here in the uk that's on facebook twitter and on youtube as well it'll all be broadcast live and uh yeah i'm just hoping that i don't mess up royally and um yeah be completely disappointed in myself because they've had some fantastic guests on that show like seriously on tartan tunes it's been brilliant so um yeah i just don't know what kind of quality i'm going to bring to the thing because it's me after all for goodness sake Ah, but hey, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. Tartan Tunes on Sunday, 8pm. That's going to be all sorts of entertaining. Alrighty, folks. I think that's pretty much it for the piping news this week. I think the majority of the news has pretty much been dominated by the huge story that dropped here in the UK. Of course, the passing of the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip. And, uh, yeah, I think as a result, the bagpiping world, especially here in the UK, has considerably slowed down. To kind of mark the period of national mourning, I suppose. So, who knows? Next week's Big Grab Show could be absolutely rammed full of piping news. There'll be so much happening here in the UK that will make your head spin because everyone's been kind of keeping it on the back burner for now because of the recent terrible news here in the UK. So, yeah, strap yourselves in for next week's podcast. It's going to be quite an interesting one. Yeah. But with that being said, this week's pod is not yet done. And uh, we've got quite an awesome interview to bring you this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. So, yeah, it's that time again. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits. And it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing. LoneStarPiper.com, your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gaelic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. 
With RG Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, and yes, the title of this week's episode kind of does give it away. This week, we're talking to Isla Stout, who, along with her her father, yeah, pipe major Jim Stout, they have produced a brand new music collection they're calling The Stout Collection. And I have to say, I am an absolute huge fan, especially of Isla's compositions. I haven't heard much of Jim's tunes, mind you, but I have over the years, of course. Uh, but Isla's tunes are a little bit more contemporary, a little bit more modern. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the interview, but yeah, we actually have some tunes actually to, to bring you here of Isla's. So looking forward to this. And I have to give a shout actually to the Chanter Rant podcast as well. Uh, the guys at Chanter Rant did manage to speak to Isla uh, just ahead of this interview. So... I'm not sure if the Chanter Rat podcast episode is actually out yet, uh, but they did speak to her uh, a number of weeks ago, actually, all about her new book. So, yeah, shout out to the Chanter Rat guys. They beat me to the chase on this one. Uh, but, yeah, without further ado, let's introduce Isla to the Big Rab Show podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. And this is not your first podcast of a piping genre appearance, Isla. You did manage to appear on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Isla Stout. How are you, Isla? Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks yourself, Rob. The best, the best. And uh, well, as we're recording this, it's actually a Saturday evening. It's nice and peaceful. And uh, I've just been enjoying the weekend. I'm sure you have too, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Nice and chill this weekend. Indeed. Now, the reason I'm kind of slagging you off at the start there, because the guys at Chanter Rant managed to get the jump on us. Uh, you were on the Chanter Rant podcast there pretty recently. Uh, do you want to talk about your experience? How did you find it? <laughs> it was... Definitely a unique interview. Uh, <laughs> not the usual type I've been used to, but um, yeah, it was such a good fun chatting to the boys and you know getting the crack, having a few drams, you know, talking about piping and everything in between. So yeah, it was good. It was good. It's the everything in between is the entertaining, <laughs> but I'm sure. But don't worry, we're not going to ask you anything like what they get. Those guys ask you. So for those who want to hear that interview, you can go and listen to the other podcast, but. You're here right now. So let's ask you, the reason we have you on this week's podcast, Ayla, is because you're launching a new book. So do you want to tell us about this? It's called The Stout Collection. Where yeah, did this all start? So basically, I was taught by my dad, a very well-known piper, Jim Stout. And mm -hmm. um, over the years, you know, as father and daughter, we've also just bonded as, you know, really, really close friends, you know, even being tutors and everything. So um over the years, we've both played together, you know, played at competitions together, lots of different things, and also started, like, composing. And um, I, I mind, as a young kid, when I'd written, like, my first two-parted 6-8, and it was the best thing in the world. I was like, oh, we should take it a pipe book. 
And my dad was like, don't be silly, Isla. Like, don't be silly. <laughs> Write a few more tunes and we'll maybe get there. And um, I think I'd mentioned it before, but it was kind of last November. I started writing a lot more tunes. I was aware that my dad had a lot of tunes written as well. And I said, Let, let's do this. Let's, let's take it a pipe book. And again, he was a bit like, I, I don't know. And I said, well, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> you, can, you can either be with me or you know, I'll just That's start it. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of kick-started it. The first thing was just compiling all of our tunes that we'd ever written. And at that point, to my frustration, I didn't know that you could like transfer like um, Peepmaster files to Sibelius using certain like programs. Oh, I think Celtic yeah. Pipe you can mm-hmm. use. So I wasn't aware of this. So I think I wrote out about sixty-six pipe tunes of my dad's Peepmaster tunes on Sibelius. Wow! So you so, rewrote them again? Yeah. So it took me ages, just oh, like writing wow. them out, so that I could use it. Um, mm. Then plus all mine as well. So. It was a hard task, but we got there and then it was like, okay, what's the next thing? Let's find a typesetter. And then I was just like, you know, sitting, making this rough design of a cover, mm-hmm. you know, on my MacBook, not knowing what I was doing. I was like, this looks kind of funky, you know? And then um, started talking to Davey Hunter, who's like kind of helping us out. Yeah. So I um, started talking to Davey and that was maybe in February this year, I suppose, something like that. And um, mm-hmm. Davey and I had our first chat and decided what we were going to do. And it was like, I said, right, this is my idea. That's what I want to do. And he was like, cool. Right, and then within that Zoom call, he was like creating the cover and everything. Um, and then I remember calling my dad after it. I was like, "Oh, I've just chatted to Davey. Like, we've got quote. We're gonna get quotes for books and everything." He's like, "Oh, okay." So, and it was like then it sunk in that we were actually doing it. This, this, this is <laughs> happening like, now. Yeah, oh, okay. This is and real. then he started, you know, he started kind of helping out a bit more, which was good. So, started getting all the tune stories, photos, and stuff like that. So, we're just sitting to put it all together right now, but it's nearly complete kind of getting to the last stages of proofing so we're getting there oh fantastic stuff i'm dead excited for this because <laughs> i'm sure like most folks in the piping scene by now you're bound to have seen the little teaser video that you have we're actually going to play this just now um the little teaser clip gives you a little bit of an idea but not much if i'm honest so i'm gonna grill you on some of the tunes that are mentioned in this uh but yeah for those listening to the pod or watching the video here on youtube here's a little teaser clip of what to expect There you go. I'm all sorts of excited for this, Islet. Now, this, you kind of really sprung this on the piping scene and out of the blue. But man, I'm so, I'm, yeah. Tell us about the launch of this. When is it happening? So, the plan is we've not got specific dates yet, but we will be launching at Piping Live this year, whether it is in person or it's 
you know, online. We're not sure yeah. yet, but we will be launching it at Faith and Life. So I'm super stoked for that. We're hoping to start our pre-orders on the 7th of May, I think, Ooh. is where we're going to open our pre-orders to finish around the 4th of July. So yeah, it's all happening fast and quick, but <laughs> I tell you, and this, I have to say, it isn't just all of your tunes, but it's also a mixture of your own and your dad's. It's like a combination of the two, really. So uh, has it been like a 50-50 split, really, between yourself and your dad? Or I mean, it's probably 60-40 now. Um, like, he's probably got more tunes than I do in the book, just a couple, because, I mean, he's written so many more tunes Composing than I Composing for longer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot to start with to... And that was the thing, it was then choosing what ones were going to actually make the book, what ones weren't, or like we weren't sure about that one. So I think we've got it down to about 54 tunes in our book. So yeah, yeah. it's probably about 60, 40. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it's about 54 That's... tunes in the book. So Still quite a collection though. You know, yeah. you're not like releasing half a dozen here. This is quite a collection. Oh, all I do. Am I right in saying that there's going to be like a whole range here between marches, displays, reels, hornpipes? Is it going to be a mix of all sorts of different tunes throughout? Yeah, um, we've got our two fours, six eights, one or two, nine eights, twelve eights, three fours, four fours, stress bass, reels, hornpipes, jigs. There's wow. even a waltz in there. There's a bit of everything <laughs> yeah. there. So there's <laughs> a real mix. Know? Yeah. So there is one of the tunes actually that, well, I mentioned to you before we started recording this, is the Exploding Haggis Soup. <laughs> Seems to be a bit of a hit with the piping scene at the moment. Uh, yeah. We're aware uh, LG Drummond actually released a video not too long ago uh, of him performing a drums chord to it. Do you want to tell us the story behind the title? Exploding. It's a secret. Rub. It's a secret. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure you can figure out what happened. <laughs> so you tried, I'm guessing Haggis Soup had to be warmed up in a microwave or something. and then Not quite. It was more big rolls of Haggis getting made and not done tight enough and exploded everywhere so oh, oh no yeah, yeah there we go. One, but <laughs> <laughs> i just thought at the time i was like that's a tune i'm gonna make that, this i don't care go. what's gonna happen i'm gonna write a tune <laughs> Worry so, about the mess later, it's fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, I hope you don't mind me saying, but in the piping scene, it isn't really commonplace for women to be composers in the piping scene. Most of the books and things that we've seen in recent years have all been fellas. So, so has this kind of, you're kind of breaking new ground here. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you find that in a way that you're kind of like a bit of a, you know, icebreaker, I suppose, for other women to come through and, you know, I perhaps mean... release their music? Yeah, I guess I never really thought of that. <laughs> I just kind of was like, let's just do it, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, of course. Like, I think the piping scene needs to just constantly, you know, you know, embrace new music. You know, course, no matter who yeah. you are, you know, let's keep it going. Let's keep the creative creativity going. You know. That's indeed. Make and if anything, happen. you know, I hope it does open the doors for more women pipers and women drummers, for that matter, too. You know, oh, yeah. Release your music. It. You know, don't just think, ah, I'll leave that to the blokes. Nah. Put pen to paper, release new tunes for sure. Yeah. So can I ask then about your own piping pedigree? Now, I know you as a competitive piper, of course, and you also played in the band scene and solo scene. Uh, you play it anywhere at the moment? I'm not currently in a band. I'm working on it. Working okay. on it. I'm not going to say who or what or where when, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently working on it. But yeah, I took a couple of years out just to kind of, I guess, I moved to Glasgow, just wanted to kind of sort my life out, you know, start uni and everything. So just took a couple of years out of it. But yeah, getting, got ideas. Back. So working on that, getting back in the scene again. So there we go. So we might see you back on the grass soon enough then, Isla. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not saying anything. I like that. 
That's pretty cool. So can I ask then, going back to the book, uh, mm-hmm. the collection of tunes, normally whenever we hear about new music being released, a lot of beginners like me would look at this and think, I'll never play that. Because mm-hmm. your music that you're releasing, is it kind of advanced level, intermediate? Can beginners even tackle this? Yeah, of course. I think that was our aim. We wanted to have a good mix of everything. Not like, what's the point of having loads of technical tunes that you know, like beginner pipers or whoever might not be able to play, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I would say there is a good mix. There are definitely a few technical tunes in there, but there's also a lot of simpler ones that I think anyone can tackle. So yeah, just give it a shot, you know? There you go. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on the release date, pre-orders, all that stuff. We'll definitely be chatting to you more about that in the future, I'm sure. Um, But we have some big rap show staples that we we ask absolutely everyone who comes on the podcast. So prepare yourself. Uh, Isla, what's your favourite cheese? My favourite cheese? Yes. Oh, man. That's a big question. That's a hard question. <laughs> That's like, so many cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favourite cheeses, actually, you probably haven't heard of. Okay. And it's called Grimbuster, and it's an Orkney cheese. Wow. It's kind of like, I guess it's, it's a very crumbly cheese. It's quite salty. I guess you could kind of relate it to feta, but it's also very, very different to that. It's it's so hard to describe. Ooh, but I like it the sound of that. Insane. What do you call it again? Grimbuster. Grimbuster. Yeah. I'm going to start Googling this after we finish our <laughs> chat. Now. But yeah, honestly, I'm a big cheese person, but Grimbuster is very, very good. Good stuff. Now, another random question, but have you ever driven a tractor? I have not, actually. What? No. You haven't driven a tractor? Oh, no. my word. Okay, Grant, swiftly moving on from that one then. Uh, can you tell me then, uh, you've been involved in the piping scene now for years. Uh, can you put your finger on like one standout moment in your piping career to date that you can say, wow, that was kind of cool? I guess um, there's been loads. I've been really, really lucky, I suppose, you know, throughout the years. I've, I've been playing about 10, 11 years now. Mm. Um, and I've just been incredibly lucky with the opportunities I've had. But I think... One of my standout moments has to be going to Havana, Cuba in oh, wow. November 2019. I got sent over there to do, like, it was part of the British week of the Havana Glasgow Film Festival. Oh, And I right. was sent out as the piper, ended up being the guitar and the <laughs> singer as well. Oh, see. Um, yeah. But yeah, went out there and there was one night in particular that we were on, it was on St Andrew's Day and we were on the rooftop bar and we were doing a Kaylee. So we were supplying wow. all the music, but then myself and the Highland dancers with Cammy Walker, we were we had to teach all the dancing. So I was dancing with the ambassador of <laughs> our, our British ambassador over there, and alongside the music, the rum, the cigars, it was just amazing. Uh, but I just remember at one point the ambassador really wanted to dance with me, and I said, "I'll teach you." And it was the actually the Arcadian strip the willow that we were doing, and obviously everyone's kind of like swinging each other around. <laughs> I just wasn't thinking and just totally an Orkney brain and just just like grabbed his arm and just flung him around. Come on, and you. stared at him and going, oh my God, that was our ambassador. <laughs> and he just stared at me for a second. He was like, cool. <laughs> but it was such a great night. Just, oh, I was over with some great musicians and just like, just constantly playing over there. And then we went to the Yellow Submarine Bar after and played in there. Oh, it was just insane. Yeah, probably one of my greatest piping trips. For sure. That sounds fantastic, yeah. And if anything, that kind of leads me into my next question then, is that throwing a set of pipes under arms really took you around the world, Isla? Where all have you been then, uh, playing bagpipes? I guess a lot of Europe. 
Um, I've, you know, as I said, Havana. I've never played in America. Um, uh, Oman, I guess, is probably a big one up there. Um, yeah, well, I was teach. I was the kind of assistant tutor for the Royal Oman Police over there. Mm-hmm, so we were mm-hmm. teaching in the pipes when I was younger. So I guess that was yeah one of the bigger ones. But yeah, I've barely travelled. As I said, the opportunities I've had, I've been so so lucky. You know, it's been oh, really that's... great. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like trying to blow a set of pipes in Oman, though. The conditions over there are bound to be <laughs> bone dry, I would say. Yeah. Is that the case? It, it is a challenge for sure. Um, I mean, I went just before I went over there, I was playing full cane and sheepskin. And I was like, I'm going to need to change my setup <laughs> for going over there. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, it's quite weird because indoors you're you've got that constant air con so you're actually constantly so cold because it's there's so oh, much air yeah. con on, and yeah. then you go inside and it's like walking into a sauna because then the humidity is really weird as well so it's like i remember one day it was like 55 uh, 54 degrees heat and then it was something like 90 percent humidity so it was wow. just like there's just no air but you're just like dripping with sweat it's oh, horrible but yeah swim. it is something interesting to play pipes in but i suppose you soon get used to it well, that's, it's bound to present its own set of challenges then in that case then. How do you kind of tackle that? Do you know, do you know what I mean? You just have to try and get a good setup, I guess. And obviously, like, I, I went to a synthetic bag again. I think I was playing a Ross bag at the time when I was in Oman. Um, yeah. And possibly easy drone reads when I was over there. I can't really remember. But I just seemed, they just seemed to tackle it quite well um, over there. But yeah, it's just, I guess, finding a good setup that's going to work and making sure you are playing your pipes. I know it sounds silly because obviously we need to do that here as well, but especially in Oman, you know, you've got so to play them all the time. Yeah, well. yeah. And they will get soaking really quickly. So just constantly, constantly drying them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so sheepskin and cane may not be the way forward. Yeah. No, I wouldn't recommend no. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. So I have to say then, have you got your own particular highlight of the book i'm bringing it right back to the book again uh, any particular highlight a tune that we, we we should be looking out for um actually my dad's written quite a few crackers as well like um there's a probably two of my favorites of his there's one called the grouse Peter, which is a hornpipe mm-hmm. and um a jig of his that's called Stacey's jig but there's a lot of other cracking marches and things like that. There's a tune my dad also wrote for um, Ian Duncan. Right. And it is, yeah. it's a really nice two for march. So, yeah, there's loads of, I think there's quite a few crackers in the book. And just, I guess the whole thing is like showing the Orkney theme throughout as well. Yeah. That's the biggest thing we wanted to show. That's why we've got, on the front, we've got the, the dragon called the Mesa dragon. So that's the Orkney theme, you know, and mm-hmm. um, so keeping that in through the book. So yeah fantastic so that well you just kind of you went over that question then i was going to ask you about influences and stuff so that's kind of you're drawn from that whole orkney kind of musician sort of outlook really then yeah yeah exactly um because it was like i was sitting and i was going we've got all these tunes there's so many that are orkney themed like they've got something relating to orkney in the title and then there's loads of random ones as well and then it was like well what are we going to do for this book we i i wanted like a logo or something you know like that people would go i know what that is yeah. you know and I, was and I was sitting thinking and it just came to me i was like what about the mace dragon and i was like that's like in orkney that's such a uh, a well-known you know sign if you will mm-hmm. um and it dates back to the vikings you know there's this um it's called the mace tomb in stennis in orkney mm-hmm. and um basically years and years ago the vikings engraved they carved this this thing into the the stone walls and nobody really knew what it was but it soon became the mace dragon and i was like 
that's perfect. That's what we're going to use. Go. So <laughs> then I had that's... to write a tune called the Mesa Dragon. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, it, yeah. So, so then, from your own composing, then where do you draw inspiration from? Whenever you're like you said there, we talked about the haggises, and you said that's a tune. I'm writing a tune for that. Can you be sitting at traffic lights or something and a, a tune suddenly comes to you or is it a process that you sit and you work at? It, it's a hard one. I find it really, really hard to go, right, I, I'm going to write a tune. I find that mm. sometimes that works, but sometimes that's quite difficult. It's more so it just bits will come to me. You know, I'll be doing something yeah. random or I'll get the title. As I was saying, the Haggis Soup, I was like, that has to be a tune. Yeah. And then I'll say, okay, let's, what is that going to sound like in my head? And then I just created it, you know? Sometimes I can go, I'm going to write a, I'm gonna write a 2-4 and just make it happen. But I find that a lot more difficult if I have to force it, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. So it, really just, it really just depends. And as I said, tune titles, I think they really influence things a lot. But I try to keep things, I guess, the way I was taught by my dad was, you know, he was in the army for, you know, 26 and a half years. So I had that whole regimented style yeah. when I was learning, you know, a big Alistair Gillis influence in my life and all my piping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really used to the kind of modern styles i guess mm-hmm. they were kind of like oh this is really weird like you know we could do all this random stuff so <laughs> i guess you can probably see within a lot of my dad's music is really traditional sounding mm-hmm. and then some a little bit more modern but they are i would say they're very quite traditional and great yeah. and then mine has that traditional influences but then the modern bits coming in so and my dad says i've always done slightly weird things with my composing so <laughs> Whatever that means, <laughs> I hope you can figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, honestly, Isla, thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast, honestly. Um, we could sit and chat about this book now for months, and I can't wait for it to come out, actually. So, um, yeah, keep us posted on the pre-orders, all that stuff, and we'll definitely share that with the listeners. Uh, so going forward, then, have you any words of advice, really, for anyone who's possibly picking up the channel for the first time or even wanting to put pen to paper for the first time? Any words of advice? the biggest thing i would say is don't doubt yourself that's that's the biggest thing for me you know if if you are a learner or if you're someone that's been playing for ages and you're not sure about something Mm. don't doubt yourself and just don't give up okay we all have hard times there's times i've wanted to give up piping and nearly have really yeah there has been so like just don't ever doubt yourself if Mm. you know just keep going believe in yourself get over that hurdle get the pipes out the box and just go for it get the pen out just go for it you know? that's it exactly no and yeah, i couldn't say i couldn't have said it better isla thank you so much for chatting to us we're going to finish our interview today actually with a performance from yourself of the exploding haggis soup and i have to say this tune to me it actually sounds as if you can hear the haggis like bubbling around in the pot <laughs> i don't know that the bottom hand was flat out so yeah the plan is incredible and the tune itself i love it so I can't wait to hear more from this, the Stout Collection. So thank you, Isla. And I will chat to you hopefully in a future show. You never know. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks very much. Take care.
<laughs> Fantastic stuff there. Incredible tune, that, isn't it? Love that. Love that. So, yeah, shout out to Isla, and thank you so much for taking time to chat to us here on The Big Rab Show. Uh, we do hope to have you back on a future episode. And, uh, yeah, as we hear more details of where you guys can get your mitts on this brand new collection, the Stout Collection, we'll definitely let you know because it will be well worth picking up for sure. And if anything, it's dead exciting that it's going to be launched at Pipe and Live. Isn't it great that we're actually talking about Pipe and Live? Do you know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, we've been expecting Pipe and Live not to happen. But, oh, yeah, dead excited for Pipe and Live this year. And, uh, yeah, this is the... This is the first thing that we've kind of heard is going to be happening at Pipe and Live, this book launch. So, very excited about that. So, yeah, moving on. I have to say, if you would like to, you can go and check out the video of today's interview. It will be up on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel in the next few days. So, if you are subscribed to us on YouTube... Yep, go and check that out. The video of our interview today of Isla, along with her performing that last tune there, that'll all be up on our YouTube channel uh, in the next week of days. But if you are already supporting us on Patreon, then you will have already seen it, because they've already get exclusive early access to a lot of the interviews that we record here on the pod. So if you would like to check out all of that exclusive content back there in our Patreon then you're very welcome to. Go and click support and get your hands on tons of extra stuff. Now, like I said, you would have seen this interview with Isla ages ago. (laughs) So shout out to our Patreon folks who've probably already seen it uh, and all that and heard it. And yeah, this episode was a bit of a nil episode for you, I'm sure. Uh, But yeah, there's tons of stuff back there, including weekly catch-up service of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. So, yeah, if you do happen to miss our live radio show on Fuse FM here in Northern Ireland, then, yeah, you can download it and take it with you and be kept up to date on all of the latest music and stuff over there. Yeah, awesome stuff. Alrighty, folks. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast this week. And thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and for each and every week for downloading our podcast. Honestly, it means the world to us that you guys are still clicking and listening to the show. It, yeah, it's fantastic to see. Don't forget, you can send us in your weekly drones, bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your stories, your tales of woe and your moans and drones. That's where you do it, completely anonymously. And of course, you can send us your regular listener mail, bigrabshow at gmail.com. <sighs> There's just so many ways for you to get in contact with us. It's crazy. I could sit here and read hashtag lists all day. Yeah, that's it. Another Big Rab Show is in the can. Don't forget to check me out on uh, Tartan Tunes this weekend. Kind of nervous about it, if I'm honest. (laughs) That's Tartan Tunes on Sunday at 8pm. That's on our Facebook, uh, their Twitter and their YouTube account. Like I said, nervous about it. Wouldn't be an understatement. I'm not used to being interviewed. I'm normally you know used to being on the other side of the chair asking questions not answering them so yeah if you want to see me squirm a lot then go and check that out this weekend yeah nervous nervous tartan tunes this weekend all right guys i am out the door thank you for downloading this week and we will see you all on the big rab show podcast next week for even more piping and drumming shenanigans until then folks take care all the best Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. 
Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>